everybody welcome back to another episode of the fn story i'm joined alongside one of the hardest workers that i've seen in the background doing a ton of work for organizations and even somebody that you may have heard of recently with uh some closures to fortnite gamepedia uh zanko has been a a big help to the scene for a while now i'm happy to have you on how's it going zanko hey taylor thanks for having me here everything is going well i hope it's the same for you yeah, yeah. Today's a, a good day so far. The weather's starting to cool off here in the summer. So I finally am going to get to be able to like use my patio I built because it's been way too hot. So looking forward to that. Football season, the NFL, not your football starts tomorrow. I'm super excited for that, but more so oh, that's good. more so excited to have you and kind of learn about what's what's been going on with you. See that fresh cut. You're looking good. How's um, how's life been? What you been up to the the past few months? So in the past few months, I've been like I, I basically finished my school. I had my last exam back in the start of July, I would say. Um, so yeah, I finally done with school. So I'm gonna be full full time like for the from the next experience. Uh, as of now, I don't have anything in mind. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I've been talking with a few organizations behind the scenes, but, like, nothing really serious. I'm still free agent. And as of now, I started working with Fortnite Tracker, but uh, I guess we're going to talk about it later. Yeah, it's we'll get really to that. Big. Or actually, let's just do it right now. You brought it up. Oh. Let's do it right now. So you worked with Fortnite Gamepedia for how long? For almost four years, like more than three years and a half. Okay, and for you guys, you may call it Fortnite Wiki, Fortnite PR, the the web page that you guys all use if you're a player to track your PR, to see where players are, and different things like that. Zanko was on the background making sure those things worked. So what exactly did you do for Gamepedia before we go into what you're going to do for Fortnite Tracker? So I would start by talking about like how I get in Gamepedia. Like back at the time, uh, it was, yeah, almost four years ago. So let's start by saying that like the power ranking idea was created by Ross and Fool. Many of you probably don't know him. He was like a French guy. He was interested in like Fortnite competitive. And yeah, he was basically in charge of the world power ranking um, after joined on like with the fandom with like the wiki you all know now. Um, but at one point suddenly, he left the project like without telling anyone like the reason behind it, like his, his choice, you know. Um, and then like back at the time, the wiki was in need of someone like who was basically updating everything, you know. And since I was like very active on the Discord, luckily I would say, I started talking with Fever, who was like the main developer. And then yeah, we started working together. Back at the time, like I was almost alone at the start, at least. Then within the years, other people joined me, like Laurie, Cast, and like a lot of like editors, like a lot of guys. Um, so like mainly we were working on the data. So we had like to add manually every single leaderboard. And like three years ago, it was very very hard. Like he. It's not like today, like we made a lot of um, like software to make it easier, but like four, three years ago, it was like a pain, you know? It, like even like one single leaderboard for well, like one tournament, I swear it would, like, it would have taken like a few hours, I'm not lying. 
I can imagine manually like inputting all of the players and their placement and then you guys made it so each placement was like certain points so then you had to do that too and then that's how PR was created but how did you get to a point where it wasn't taking hours inputting manually each placement? Probably I would say in the last few years um yeah in the last few years we actually like a few years ago at this point we had the chance to work with a guy his name was like maranias i would say yeah he's like a south american he was following the Fortnite competitive scene back at the time i don't think he is still in the scene was he was like a sort of engineer developer whatever i don't really know and he basically helped us to to make like a software where we can like get get the data and then we extract the data on the on a Google sheet and like we import everything on the on the website. Uh, it's still very a, a long process. Okay, process. But compared to like three years ago, it's way faster. Also, we implemented like a future a future, uh, which is basically adding the um, the Fortnite API ID like to the to the player. So um, it's a lot easier, you know. Even if like the, your IGN is wrong on the website, like the, um, the website automatically um like connect the the id to your profile you know so right. it helps a lot even yeah. like for the smaller region like asia south america or even oceania like they're super outdated you know actually not anymore but back in the past they were super outdated so you guys primarily focused on like the main two regions na and uh eu Europe. okay that makes sense you're from italy right so you're probably yeah, a european italy. fortnite fan yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, understandably so. It, it <laughs> Arguably, maybe not arguably is the best at the moment. Um, but then what all happened? Like, what was it? Like a week ago, we saw the post on GamePeter's Twitter that you and everyone else was leaving. And es essentially, GamePedia for Fortnite is no longer going to exist um, other than what's previously been input. There's not going to be any updates. Now it's from September of 2022 all the way back to the old days. That'll remain, but anything past that is now, it's gone. Yeah, not, yeah nothing is going to is gonna like change, you know. Um, I don't really know the choice behind like what happened, but basically our developer, River, like... Uh, I don't know if you heard the story, but basically Fandom terminated her contract suddenly without any explanation, or at least we don't have an explanation like publicly. Um, so yeah, basically we don't have the chance to update leaderboard, to add features, like just to do anything, you know? So it doesn't make sense to, for us at least to continue working because first of all, um, nothing against Fandom, of course, but if they can provide the developer to your like for esports wiki it means that they don't care about esports wiki it's not like for the Fortnite wiki but like even for the low league of legends like a uh, league of legends wiki like it's most famous esports wiki in the world and they don't care about it so why would they care about the Fortnite wiki you know <laughs> um yeah first of all that's the like the, this is the first reason but also because we can't add features like the website is pretty cool as of now 
because we've been working a lot on it. But there are a lot of things that like must change, and yeah, we just don't have the chance. And I feel like moving with like in this case, we're going like me, Laurie, and Cast. We are we joined Fortnite Tracker as of now, and we feel like with our help, we can help the Fortnite Tracker like to to become the main website for the Fortnite competitive. Because as of now, the Fortnite Tracker is one of the most known website like in, in Fortnite, I would say. But it's like for casuals, you know, because of the KD, like the events, the homepage, whatever. But like for the esports scene, for the competitive scene, no one really uses the Fortnite tracker. So we're going to basically change everything. That's our plan. We have a lot of ideas behind the scene. And so, yeah, I don't really know how much time it's going to take, but we're going to bring Fortnite tracker to the top. Nice. I'm excited for that because, like you mentioned, I use Fortnite tracker for a leaderboard. And for any kind of historical information, it is not the best. I, I sent you over uh, when I saw you asking some suggestions that I, I think would help. But like the Fortnite wiki, the Gamepedia page was by far the easiest and best way to look at historical placements. If you wanted to get some like overall information on a player, that was the spot to go. Fortnite Tracker's gotten better, especially with like the making players names stay as their name regardless of what idiotic thing they changed to during a tournament um which was super helpful but i mean there's still a lot of functionality that i would love to see added there it's a shame though i, I would imagine because you guys are all volunteers for uh the fortnite wiki right yeah we've been doing this for four years for free we don't really care about the money because i mean we we were like fully committed to the project we basically made because when we started working it wasn't a thing you know mm -hmm. so we basically we basically had this baby and we grown together you know but yeah. at this point it was just impossible to keep to keep like him living you know okay i don't really know if it was the best example but that's the point yeah, now I get you. I mean, first of all, thank you. And I, I know I had Lori on here earlier, um, but like, thank you and everyone that's done that because I know for me personally, it's been a huge resource to be able to use that, whether it be for content, for casting, or just like to help out my general knowledge, even with this podcast. Um, like I had Vivid on, uh, he was the last guest and I was just going back and it's like so easy to look at people's placements and have that conversation. And, you know, I'm hoping and I'm sure knowing you that Fortnite tracker will get to that place, but, um, hopefully they treat you better and give you some resources, if not pay you, uh, for your work. Yeah. We're going to see what's going to happen. We have a lot of plans. If they, if they trust us and they help us, we, we're going to build a crazy project together. Yeah. It may, it makes sense. I mean, if you're getting tons of clicks and views on your webpage, like you're just making ad revenue and then to put that back in to make it better, to get more ad, ad revenue, I think that would be a huge help, um, which I makes... Mean, actually, we don't really like the ad revenue because you destroy the user experience, you know? Like, imagine if you like are not like into Fortnite competitive, for example and you open the website because you want like to search for some information and like 10 AD appears, like you're not going to open the website again. So it's better if like we keep the ADS like outside and we like build a, like a user experience, you know, and like the user is going to come back with the time. So yeah, that's what we aim, we aim for, you know. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think at a certain point you need to have some ads on there because otherwise if they're not making money, then the whole thing's going to start over again where <sighs> yeah, they're going to be like, screw it, I'm not doing this anymore. So from a business case, like the Fortnite tracker, the Gamepedia, they need to be able to make money regardless of whether or not it's the cleanest experience. It's just a matter of like not throwing way too many ads at somebody like you know they normally do the embedded video or stream in the corner and then two banners that's probably more than enough i would imagine yeah i, I don't really know we're gonna figure out something um i don't know to be honest all right so what what's your goal with fortnite tracker do you have something in mind are you still kind of in conversations trying to get started like where where are you guys at so we have a lot of plans but i can't really i can't really say anything uh but i can tell you that our goal is like to to make sure the website is going to be like at the center of the competitive you know uh so for example in valorant you have like the main website where you have every information same for league of legends or csgo like every single esports game you know we are going to do the same in Fortnite. Like you have this website and you have everything in this website, everything you need. So that's our goal. Personally, um, I want the esports section to become like a lot better um, because I, I just care about it. You know, like uh, I, I basically created with other guys the, the Fortnite Pedia project and uh, I, I want to make something better because even if it was like the best website so far, you can still do better, you know? So yeah, just try your best and you're going to reach a point where you can say, wow, I did something crazy. Okay. I want to do better. Yeah. That's the world point. Okay. I like that. That's a great attitude to have, you know, always trying to make something better. And I've seen, you've also put out, you put out a uh, interview with dragon RG. You put out another article. Uh, what is that yesterday about what happened to the world cup players who, You've been writing as well. Is that something new to you? Have you written in the past? So, like, when I was young, I was really into, like, journalism, you know? But it was for football back at the time because I'm, like, a huge football fan. It, it should be soccer for you, but I'm going to say football anyway. <laughs> hey, so, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I never, like, studied something or, like, you know, any courses or anything, but I... I use it to write a lot, so I, I know like how to write, you know. So as of now, I'm writing some articles for Farnet Tracker. Um, I, I'm really enjoying because I really enjoy doing this because, like, for example, about the Dragon Energy, uh, meet Dragon Energy, like the article, because he's a known figure in this, like in the Farnet scene, but people don't really know like his story, you know. So what like my goal is like to make people know his story, you know. So um, I just like I just like writing. I just like writing. Um, so yeah, actually, fifteen minutes ago, uh, we published the what happened to the World Cup players article, and I also wrote it. Uh, I, I I really like it because there are a lot of things to do behind the scenes. You know, like researches, writing everything, find like the best players in this case. So yeah, I don't really know how it's gonna evolve. It's not gonna be my main focus in the future, for sure. But it's something that I really like to do, like in my free time, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed because most of like my start in gaming and esports was writing, so it's very um, 
therapeutic, I guess is the right word. Like being able to be in your head and then take whatever thoughts in your head, get them down on words so that people can actually understand them. I think it's a very important exercise to write, whether or not it's going to be for other people or yourself. Um, not enough people, especially once you're like out of school, really take the time to write besides maybe texts or emails or, you know, messages back and forth. So it, it does, in my opinion, help the brain. Um, it also helps your creativity for me becoming a caster after writing a ton was a fairly easy transition because I, I already was writing down the words and now I just have to like verbally speak them. Um, but I do have a question for you as far as your native language is Italian, I would assume, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. So how is it then for you to write in English? Because your English sounds fine. You speak good English, but writing is different sometimes. Do you feel that's difficult for you or not, not at all? Well, actually, when I started working... Like the, like the first few months I was in Become Legend, I, I can't remember this. Like we were in the call, like we were having a meeting and I wasn't talking. Like I, I swear, I wasn't talking. It was me and Laurie and I was like chatting with Laurie and they was like, okay, tell them about this, tell them about this. Like I wasn't talking. I was not able to speak English properly. Um, also because like, it's like an Italian problem, I would like Italian school system problem, I would say, but the school doesn't really help you to learn English. Like they just want you to study things in a different way. Like you're not, you're not going to be able to speak with like someone who speaks English. So everything I learned, like I, I speak English pretty fluently, but everything I learned is like because of basically my job, you know, like be, being able to speak with people who speak English every day, it helps you a lot. You're not gonna learn English by, by like reading words. You you have to talk, you have to speak a lot, and yeah, that's how I learned. As of now, I feel like my English could be a lot better because I like sometimes I do a lot of like errors. I would say, uh, but nothing really really bad. Like, it is yeah, I feel like it's decent. Then regarding like talking, like writing, um, if we're like talking about emails or like business messages. I'm really into it, but I'm losing some something because I'm not native. So like, I don't know a lot of terms. Like, I, I can't really do much. But I'm gonna learn. Uh, while if we're talking about an article or whatever, it's not like it's not gonna be any problem. Doesn't have like it's easy, you know. It's basically like as you're talking with your friends. It, it, it's chilling. It's chill. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot of Fortnite terminology too. So it's less like complicated in complicated English. It's not like you're writing a business journal about the current economic like the world yeah, exactly. trade or something like that. You it's know it's a lot a lot more simple. That's interesting. So you've only really been speaking English fluently for what, three years now? Three and a half if you're saying when you first started with Become Legends you hadn't necessarily wanted to speak you can tell anyone like as well i wasn't talking <laughs> but yeah after a few months everything changed i started i guess like not being an npc anymore and, yeah NPC anymore so yeah okay. as of now everything has changed nice good for you man um 
then let's go go all the way back now that you've mentioned the the become legends time so you were with them very early on and talk to me tell us about what you exactly did because as one of the the people in the background you're not someone that gets a lot of credit or, or social uh interest so talk to me about what went on between you and become legends what'd you do for them um just share that story please okay so first of all that's like a cool story not many people know about it but i the first time i spoke with reno was actually because of the Fortnite gamepedia website i remember that it was back at the um, end announcement time so it's a lot of time ago and basically become legend didn't publish the um, the signing yet but reno edited like the become legend page on the website and i was i was like oh my god this guy he just like spoiled everything you know so i was <laughs> i was like i was trying to find him on the social and at the end him hey bro what did you do like you just spoiled like your signing and then yeah we started talking by by this so yeah not many people know about it um so yeah, when I started working with Become Legend, um, oh, oh, it was a lot of time ago actually. But at the beginning, at the beginning, my my job was basically to to identify first of all like the the strengths and the, um, the weakness of the players we had back at the time, like to be able to to build um, like their branding, you know. Um, also, we were working on an academy. And I was the responsible responsible for it with with Laurie back at the time, and yeah, we had like to do some like some scouting, but it wasn't like normal scouting because the main goal of the academy was to make sure the become legend brand were like was like going into other countries because back at the time it was mainly a Nordic brand, so not many people know about become legend in Europe, neither in like NA. So yeah, we had like this strategy, let's go in these countries. Uh, that's why we signed, for example, Arthur from Poland. Poland was like one of our, let's say, main countries. Just look at Become Legend now, they're basically Polish. Uh, we had Italy with Hitsi. Uh, then was, we had like a few academy players from like other countries. Oh, we also had a player from France. It was Yoda, was a content creator. Um, we we thought about like expanding in France in a different way, but we never went into it. Um, so yeah, it was basically about the the Bell Academy back at the time. Okay. Then within the time, like stuff changed, become legend growth, and yeah, like the ghosts were uh, were like others, you know, were bigger. So when we uh, actually, how can I say that? When we were we were able to expand, like, the Become Legend brand in the rest of Europe. So what we did was basically focusing on content. And Reno was basically doing everything alone because Reno is such a girl. Like, he can write everything, like, behind the video. He can edit it by himself. And he's, he's just crazy at editing. Like, he's still <laughs> crazy. Um, but, yeah, of course, me and the other guys were, like, behind the scenes working for the video. Like... Maybe the vlogs were like just just Reno because he was like editing every clip, so like 
he had the power to decide what to publish, you know. But a lot of ideas were like were like done by us. For example, the vlog style. I remember back in March 2021. That's my first. It was my first bootcamp ever, and we were in Poland all together. We've been there for like a few weeks, and I I remember like we it, like we had this room here. The world management was there, and we had like this this like this thing here where I wrote like a plan about the vlog. And yeah, I still have a picture of my phone probably. And yeah, that's, I, I feel like it helped a lot because when I'm like looking at their, when I'm watching their vlog now, I feel like it's really similar. So I, I don't really know if it has helped them, but I, I think so. Nice. So, so yeah, you I mean, kind of did a, a lot of different things. So you've mentioned looking at players and kind of giving an overview of their strengths and weaknesses, helping identify players in different countries to expand the brand and then even the content side um helping publish those kinds of videos because a lot of people especially from you know maybe you just do your own youtube don't necessarily see the effort and time that it takes to put out like the bl style of content um, because it's definitely its own style right now. And even though let's say it's an eight to even 20 minute video that could take hours or days to, to get out from creating the idea to filming, to editing, and then however many times you're going to edit that before it finally goes out. So that is important. And it's cool to see that Reno was having so many people bring inputs to make things good and make things work. Um, the one thing I, I wanted to go back to real quick is, so you mentioned you looked at the strengths and weaknesses of players like social media accounts. Is there a player that you can give us as an example? Because I don't think this is something for like the general audience that they've thought about. Like say you're just a regular Fortnite kid, um, trying to become, you know, the next superstar. If you're on social media, like what would be some strengths or weaknesses, or if you can even just pull up some random player's profile and give us a, a quick little. Yeah, I'm going to try my best. Okay. So let's use an example. Actually, let's start by ticketing. For example, he was a player back at, back at the time, but then he decided like to, to stop his career as a player and he became a sort of ambassador, a sort of like coach, mental coach, he was working there, you know? So what we tried to do with him, but it never really worked because I feel like he didn't want to, because if he, he had like everything in his part, like if he, like he had the idea, he just had to do it and he never did it. So, so yeah, for example, for Tickling, he was like a former player. Our idea was basically to, to let him become a content creator. Um, let I, I would say a sort of race sub nowadays, like they would have done the same things. Okay. And I remember what we did back at the time was just like something pretty simple. So you're not a player anymore. Do you have an audience? Do you have some fun? Do you have some followers who interact with you? Yes, he does. So, okay, we are not building something from zero. So let's do, let's see, what do you want to do? You want to do content around the competitive scene? So, okay, so let's look who's doing content about the competitive scene. So there were a lot of people, I can't really remember the name. Destiny Jesus was already there. Um, 
a few others i can't really remember the names so we just we went on their youtube channel and we just hit a, like a crazy like a lot of analytics there about their content like what type of content were like doing was doing good what type of content was not doing that good how was the video recorded how was the video edited like a lot of stuff and we made like this whole plan like and he just had to follow it but he never did it but so yeah ju that's just an example um regarding a player i feel like it's a lot harder because first of all as an organization who so okay so i'm, go I'm gonna be honest right now if i'm joining an organization tomorrow and i'm gonna sign a player i'm not gonna sign like anyone I don't really know, and I don't really have anyone in mind. But I'm not gonna sign someone who just play and like even if he uploads a few video, a few videos on YouTube, or like every few weeks, I I don't really need him. You know, you need to invest in players who invest in the game. What I mean by saying that, if a player plays in a tournament, even if you win the turn, if you won the tournament, it doesn't matter. Fortnite is not the same as like other esports. You gotta create content. To be able like to to get value you know um so as of now um i'm gonna invest in a player who actually was actually compared was actually professional so he's not just playing but he's like working on his social working on his image working like on not being toxic on like twitter for example that's something very stupid but back at like a few weeks ago a few years ago sorry like every every single pro player was toxic on Twitter, like everyone, especially oh, yeah. in the NA scene, especially in the NA scene. So that's something really important for like a brand who wants to grow because you don't invest in a player who's not professional at all. Um, so yeah, first of all, I suggest to do content, but don't don't upload videos just to upload videos. You know, like study something, work with someone who's able to to do his job properly, and. Yeah, let's get it done because it's gonna be life changing as well. Just look, for example, at, at Mr. Savage now. Imagine if he wasn't doing content back at the time. Probably he wasn't playing Fortnite anymore as of now. Yeah, but 100%. Since, since he was like streaming, he was uploading on YouTube, his career, his career never like went down, you know? Actually, it did something like this. Look at him now. He is become legend. He's like one of the best players in the world still. He has crazy numbers. Everyone know Mr. Savage. Everyone, even people who don't follow the Fortnite scene. So that's what you should aim to: doing content, building, build a brand, and just work with people who know what what they're doing. Don't join in an organization just for the money because you're gonna you're gonna ruin your career. Join in an organization with people who are actually able to help you grow in, like, under every single aspect and i don't mean just social media but even as a person like if you have the opportunity to participate in a boot camp it's gonna help you a lot because you like live with your friends with like players who you play with with your management so you're like it's gonna be life-changing um you're gonna you're if like the organization has the chance they're gonna provide you like a good coach for example in become legend i had the chance the pleasure i would say to work with sven he's one of the best coach ever uh he has helped like everyone a lot i, I can't really explain how much he has helped even like for me he, he has helped me to develop a lot of like thoughts you know um so just like don't think about like 
the, the, the easiest thing, the money. It's not everything. Like, look at me as of now, I'm not signed with any organization just because I don't feel like signing with any organization. Like, I could sign with a few organizations, it doesn't matter about the money, but they are not really providing what they want to provide to a player. Um, so I'm not, I'm not into it, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's what I suggest. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And I think that's extremely important. And I think we've seen like the Mr. Savage is probably the biggest player in, in Europe, hands down. Like there's him in Europe clicks in North America. And then like, they've kind of taken over as like the two premier competitive Fortnite players and probably even beyond just simply competitive. Like most people know those two names and we started to see, I mean, Queasy is a good example of someone who over the past year and a half has really put on more of like an outward facing brand. Um, another one would be Malibuka who has had all the success, but we've also seen tons of players win tournaments and do nothing. But he's constantly putting YouTube videos out about it. Like, streaming a lot of the different like he's probably streaming the solo cash cup right now um so he's blown up well beyond what you could have expected for someone that honestly before this year was not like a household Fortnite name he was more like oh this guy's gonna be good but now you ask anyone who follows the scene malibuka is like one of the best players so like yeah. that's a perfect example of what you just talked about yeah, like players need to understand that like the real value behind like the player himself is like the way like their numbers on social. So it's different from as I said earlier, it's different from like other esports game. But in Fortnite, like the competitive is like really weird. Okay, let's be honest, it's really weird. So if you wanna sell your stuff with good money, like for uh, with an organization for good money, sorry. Um, you, you gotta have numbers because the only way uh, an organization can get value from you is by selling your numbers. So the more numbers you have, the more money they can get in by sponsors. And it's really hard to get sponsored in Fortnite. As I said, it's not like really, really competitive as of now. So yeah, that's the only way people need to understand that. It's gonna be life-changing if you, if you understand, if you like you're adapting to the math, I would say. Yeah, I, I think that is huge, and I, I don't think a lot of players understand that you placing on a leaderboard literally does nothing for anybody um, except yourself, but you can capitalize on those placements. Um, if you are placing on a leaderboard, then you will draw interest to yourself, but if there's nothing for people to like consume to watch then there's literally no reason right it's just all okay, you did... i'm gonna give you an example right now okay Let, let's speak about Ankno army Ankno Un Un army yeah we yeah. all know him he was fun he has been one of the best controller player ever he started his career uh like yeah at the start of the competitive but he started to get noticed like to get known when the world cup has started do you know why because he was on the top of the leaderboard he qualified twice for the World Cup. He is the only controller player who qualified twice for the World Cup. He was the first controller player to qualify for the World Cup. Like everyone, everyone was like talking about him, you know? And mm -hmm. what he did was that something to under the queue, just doing content. He was already streaming. He streamed more. 
he was already uploading videos on YouTube, he uploaded more. Because when people talk about you, you, you got to do more, you know? And that's how he became famous. And then, yeah, he fall, but that's another story, you know? Yeah. That's a quick example. <laughs> he, he just uh, didn't want to play the game anymore, which is understandable. That dude, I'm like unknown created the w key meta because that's essentially how he qualified for world cup he's like i'm just gonna run at people and i'm gonna kill everyone and that's just like the way it's gonna be it it's crazy that that kind of play style was able to be done back then and he was good enough to realize he was better than probably 90 percent of the people in the lobby so he could just run at them and it worked and then one of the coolest things i know we're going like on a little side note here but after he qualified for um world cup on controller he then switched to keyboard and mouse and then tried to play on keyboard and mouse and do the same things and he was actually really freaking good on keyboard and mouse i think he played one fncs after that on the different input but either way just a very talented player that understood the angles, how how to properly fight people, and then, like you said, took advantage of it. I, I always, I loved watching him because he was such like a mechanically sound player without being a ridiculously mechanical player, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it was like super funny to watch him streaming during the tournaments because he was just weekend everyone, as you said. So it was like. Like you were watching him and you were smiling. Like what? What the fuck? What is what is this guy doing? You know. But yeah, it was super cool. I miss him to be honest. Yeah, I'm a controller player, so like he was one of the the best to watch when he streamed too. Um, I'll never forget when he won an FNCS. Dude was literally just running around, just beaming everybody, and like didn't care. Like, everyone's like, no, this is a terrible play. And then he, like, 3v1 somebody. He's <laughs> like, oh, uh, that's not supposed to work. But that was also back when aim assist was totally broken. So, you know, he, yeah. he, he understood the game he was playing and used it to his advantage. Yeah, we can we can say that he was similar to Pizalm. Because Pizalm, like, the guy who plays at second in the World Cup solos, yeah. he was able to adapt it, like to every meta. And that's how he, like, he plays at second in the World Cup. So, yeah, he was, he was crazy. All right. We went on a little tangent there, but let, let's bring it back to you. Um, so after Become Legends, um, how did that end? And like, where did you go next in your career? So around May... 2021, um, right after our bootcamp, like we've been for the whole month of May in uh, Poland for the FNCS and to produce content. And we had a lot of fun there. Uh, we, we produced a lot of content, like everything was going super good. Then like the month, like wait, on, Ju on June, I guess. Yeah, on June, 2021, uh, we decided like to don't continue together. And then, actually, science, it's going to be something unique. I'm going to tell you something. Not many people know know about it, but, like, immediately after I left Become Legends, I went throughout, like, um, a very, I would say, dark period of my life. Because, like, working with them, like, having fun with them, because when we were working, we were having fun. Like, it was something crazy, you know? Like, it was part of my daily routine. 
so imagine like um like changing your like daily routine like suddenly it, it's gonna affect you a lot you know so um, yeah it, it took like a few a few months like for me to recover from like these okay so yeah uh, around September 2000, 2021, I joined Infusion Esports, um, and yeah, I had the chance to work with a lot of great people, starting from the CEO Jolis. He's like a professional, professional baseball player, but he's like he's like super nice because he actually plays Fortnite. Like he knows the scene, like he follows the pros. So it's like like it's super cool working with a CEO who's actually involved in the scene, you know. Um, so yeah, at the start with Fusion, my like my my task mainly was like to focus on the European roster, um, and that's what I did. Um, I we signed Amplify to Army Right. We had Frey. I feel like I did one of the best introduction video ever with Army Right. I would uh, agree. I, just, I love that I, one. I, love I still remember it. That was a great video. Um. So yeah, then within the time we, oh, actually, no, I remember that when Stormirate was playing uh, a few months ago with, with Kiyachi, I guess I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, during the war, like everything, everything that was happening in the world back at the time, I remember that I was there. I was the only one like from Fusion uh, who had like a contact with him. So like we were speaking like every, every like hour on telegram and they was like so yeah what's going on like do you need that like whatever and he was like super scared you know but we're talking i was there for him like every every day and then he, when he placed second i i just wow how is it even possible and then do it like to some things that happened like internally we decided to don't continue in europe and like my role became basically a fortnite manager for the north american scene for the north american roster i would say um what I did, basically the, the same as in uh, Become Legend, but I was involved in a lot of other things, to keep it short. Okay. Yeah, I think the, the Stormy Right story is one of the best that we've ever had in Fortnite. I, I think Malabuka kind of is there, but it, it doesn't hold the same weight that Stormy Right does. Oh. I, I think with the war in Ukraine starting and then seeing this kid... Cause he was posting on social media about like, it was not easy for him. He like moved, tried to find a place to play and then was playing at like a kitchen table with his computer. And they placed second place in the hardest region after little to no practice in the week or two leading up to it, because he was simply trying to avoid the war. That is one of the like most heartwarming stories that I've ever heard. And, I know Kinch put out an interview with him, which was incredible. If you guys haven't watched that, I'd recommend go watch the Kinch Analytics interview with Stormy Right after he plays second. Um, but you said you were having contact with him. I mean, that for you, like you're still a, a young man. Like that's got to be a little scary for you just to even like yeah, just, live that like, life think, through him. Yeah, like at some point <laughs> I was actually like, I was actually like crying because like what was going was like crazy, you know, and I was basically, I don't really know how to say it, but I was basically in charge, like of taking care of him somehow, even if like physically talking, speaking, 
I wasn't able to do anything because I, I mean, I can't just go there and bringing him like, like somewhere else, you know. Right. But like my role as like was super important. Like keep like in talks with him, keep him like positive, like positive vibes, whatever. Like it, it has been super important. And when he placed second, I swear I was crying. I was crying <laughs> a lot. I just didn't believe it. Yeah, I'm sure sure he rejoiced in it as well. So that's awesome that you were there for him. I mean. You can only do so much when you live miles away, and I'm sure you probably couldn't even get into the country if you wanted to help him uh, physically. So uh, just being there, and a lot of people could have easily walked away or just let it go. Uh, even from Fusion's perspective, they probably could have just been like, yeah, whatever, like we can't really do anything. But to have that, Actually, like... we, we tried to help him. Like, even after the fence, yes, he wasn't really placing, he wasn't doing content, but we decided to keep the, like him under the contract, even if, if he wasn't worth it back at the time. Um, then, yeah, we pulled out from Europe. But we, as a full friend, we tried our best to help him. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's probably someone that, that needed the help at the time, considering everything going on. So, I mean, good for you guys. And why did... Uh... Can you talk about why Fusion pulled out uh, of Europe and what happened? So I can't really say a lot about it, but to keep it short, we felt like we felt like we so basically Fusion is not uh, is based based in North America. Yep. So we felt like we had to become like a good organization in North America first. So like establish a good management, a good player roster, be able to do the proper content with every player, both on our and their channel. Um, so yeah, that's the main reason. And back at the time we decided like, okay, so we're pulling out from Europe now, but we might come back in the future. We just gotta fix what, what we have in, uh, in NA. Um, as of now, I don't know if they're planning to go back in Europe. Uh, but they're doing absolutely crazy things in NA. I, I I heard a few things, a few rumors. They they're still on like they're still like doing everything. That's uh, something crazy, you know. I don't really know what's gonna happen in the future, but they're doing a great job. Yeah, I think they're one of the organizations that I've outwardly seen. I I can't say that other ones don't, but he or not he, Fusion seems to actually support their players beyond just like making content for fusion, but also making content for themselves, which I really appreciated because like you talked about earlier, like that's most important for an organization to invest in the players, not just simply in the organization. So that's awesome to see. And I would imagine it probably was difficult for you to work for an NA organization when you're used to going to boot camps, participating in the content, being there in those conversations, and now you're across the ocean and can't really do anything besides call people on Discord or send a message. So, yeah, there was like a point in my life where, so basically, since like, like last year, I was still a student. So, like, I was going to the school every morning and I had to wake up at 6 a.m. every morning to go to the school. And I swear, I so I was like doing my work, like my tasks, like during the afternoon, like right after, like right after, like the um, the school. Uh, so like my my day was okay. So let's let's say that okay. So my day was I wake I was like I woke up at six a.m. to go to the school. I come I come back around like one p.m. 
then I got to study a little, let's say like a few hours. Then I was going to the gym. Then I was coming back home. I was doing my work, like my tasks. Then I was going to the driver license school. Then I was coming back and I had like the whole evening night to work with others who were not online yet, you know? So <laughs> I was working like the whole night. I, yeah. I swear, I was going to sleep like around 3 or 4 a.m. every single night and I had to wake up at 6 a.m. So, so yeah, I don't really like it, but I was, uh, I mean, I had to do it, you know? I was getting paid to work and I had to work, so I didn't really care. But if I can suggest something to everyone who's listening to me right now, take care of yourself, take care of yourself, take care of your body, sleep well, eat well, like do some physical exercise, it's gonna be life-changing. Um, that's something that really, like, it has helped me a lot. Like, when I wasn't sleeping to do all of these things, I, I felt like, okay, I'm doing this. It's not going to be forever. It's just going to be for a few months. But no one has to do it. Like, no one has to do it. it it's just, it destroys you, both physically and mentally, you know? Yeah, so definitely. that's why I was also trying, like, my best to... Uh, with the other guys in uh, Infusion College, Heaven, Osuka, like the others from the management, we we had a, we had like a, a crazy group. Like we were chilling the course, working. Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. Uh, I always tried my best, like to to tell, like to to make them understand how much it's important, like to to help a player under every single aspect, not only like the let's say the online aspect, so social, competitive, coach, whatever, but even as a like. And they're the real life aspect. Like every player, especially on Fortnite, because like they, mostly of them are young, really young. A lot of stuff can happen, and it has a huge impact on their performances. So what I was doing back at the time was like talk with them as a friend. Like if they had a problem in real life, it can, it could be a girl, it can, can be school, it can be your family. Just talk with me. I'm here. I'm eight. I, I was 17 years old back at the time. I can understand you. Like we're we're living the same life, boom more than me, you know. <laughs> so that that's what I what I did, and that's what I I tried like to to make everyone like Anderson, you know. So um, yeah, my experience with Fusion was definitely game changing for me because I I learned a lot just by working in the night, you know. Yeah, it sounds like it wasn't going to be sustainable, and I appreciate you sharing that thought of take care of yourself take care of your body because there are times right in your life where you have to do those things it's not always going to be perfect you're not always going to be able to get eight to nine hours of sleep work out every day eat healthy like you can try but ultimately you know sometimes life hits you in the face and you just got to get through it um and understanding that things are temporary working through hardship i think is a, a big component to successful people um i know i worked a, a lot of bad jobs that i didn't want to work on my way to where i am now and i appreciate being able to work what i work this job a lot more having bad jobs or shitty jobs in the past so 
like that whole experience, not saying that fusion was a, a shitty job for you. Cause it sounded like it was awesome. It's just, you had a lot of stuff going on and it was difficult for you as a person to do everything that you needed to do, uh, on a regular basis, especially because Fortnite players wake up at like four in the afternoon and you're six hours ahead of them. So <laughs> that is also a big one. You know, if someone wakes up at eight o'clock in the morning, you're, awake for six hours seven hours on a normal I can sleep remember, schedule i can remember like at the, the start of the year uh when i was like speaking with my like my parents my mom my dad or like even with my friends and it was like okay so starting from a week i gotta do school i gotta do the school driving i gotta go to the gym i gotta work i gotta like i have the call with people from na it's gonna be super hard like everyone was telling me like Okay, so you're crazy. You're gonna die. Just <laughs> drop something, you know. You can do all of these things, and they was like, okay. So you you guys are not understanding like what's going on. You don't understand. Like I'm Zenko, I do whatever I want, you know. So <laughs> I'm sure I feel everyone wrong, you know. Where it's like um a Tate Andrew Tate moment here. Um, so yeah, I just I just proved everyone wrong. But don't don't do it. Don't do it. It's it's gonna destroy you. All right, I got a question. So you actually go to school to learn how to drive in Italy because I've driven in Italy and they're the worst drivers that I've ever had to deal with. Okay, so, yeah, I, I can only agree <laughs> with you. I can only agree with you. Oh, man, okay. Um, all right, so what else, like, now you're not on Fusion, you're – a free agent esports manager, I, I guess, is the the best way to say it. Like, what would be the ideal next piece for you? Like, say you could choose your ideal org, you could work for a position, or maybe it's not even within esports. Like, what do you want to do next? So it really depends on on every like on the on the not not on the offer but like on the organization i would say as i said earlier um uh, i want organization who, who has like some some like precise ideas you know so um it really depends if i can choose i would love to continue in the Fortnite scene but i don't really know what's gonna happen in the future i'm i don't know if Fortnite competitive is gonna be a thing like in the next years so um, that's not the best thing for my career. So I'm not really into like continue in the furnace scene. I don't really know. Uh, I would love, I want actually to keep working in the esports scene because first of all, where I learn or like the skill I developed, like everything I learn, uh, is just, I, I have like a crazy knowledge. I'm still 18 years old. So where what I like no one is my experience you know I'm 18 years old my my CV like talks for himself you know uh, also I'm not that type of person that like okay so I'm here right now um, I'm just gonna find an, an like an organization to keep working no I'm still improving like I'm reading books I'm like buying courses I, I like I'm keep improving you know so I feel like I can do a lot in this person just because of this you know uh, but I don't know if I can find something. Uh, I've been trying. I'm not gonna force myself to sign for something I don't really, I don't really like. But if it's gonna take too much time, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, I've also thought about moving like in like normal sports. You know, mm -hmm. um, and my idea was like to work with the content team because 
uh, I have a lot of knowledge about like content in general, especially the YouTube side because of Become Legend and Reno. What I learned in Become Legend, what I learned with Reno, with Norad, with Sony, it like it was a lot of stuff, and I can still learn. I'm still learning, so I feel like it it can help. It can help me. It, it can help me a lot on like my career. So I don't really know. I'm also working on a project behind the scene. So. Uh, have you do, do you know Josh? Josh Biney? Uh yeah, he's in the the Discord that we're in. So yeah, we're working on a project together. It's a sort of agency. I'm not gonna say something else. So okay, it's a project I have. Uh, like we're working together on it. Um, it's gonna. I I, it's, I hope I hope it's gonna become like my my only my only job. Okay, so if it's my only job, it means that everything is going super crazy. You know, uh, but I don't know what. What's gonna happen in the future? Well, I did not know you're only 18 years old. You speak very well and you act very mature for your age. Um, I was a dickhead when I was 18 years old. So good for you that you have seemed to figure things out a lot faster than I did. Um, you're a great representative of the orgs you work for, of yourself and of the scene in general so i hope you stay within fortnite um if not you know definitely gotta keep in touch and make sure that uh i get to watch wherever you go next so i appreciate you joining me today sharing everything that you've shared i have a, a couple of questions and wrap up for you first of all where does the name zanko come from oh so it was like um Four years ago, yeah, four years ago. Um, actually, exactly four years ago. It was the the same week four years ago. Okay. Um, I was like, I was going to this like party, like this festival. It's like um a local festival, like a city near near me. And I was there with my friends, and like, I I should I I don't really know the reason behind that choice, but that not like that evening, I choose to wear an outfit. And my T-shirt was like black and green, and he had like the um, the text Zenko here. He it had the Zenko here, and I don't really I I only I only wear it one time, literally just that night. But I I don't know I just love the name Zenko, so I said okay it's not like um you know a good brand so it's like some random brand, so I'm gonna choose this name. And I started playing Fortnite because I started playing Fortnite as a player. I was competing. I was trying to compete at least back in the season four, chapter one, by the name of Zenko. Okay. Thank you. Interesting. Interesting. So just a t-shirt and then you like the name and it's stuck since. It's a solid name. Keep Zenko. I like it too. Um, Thank you. And then secondly, your favorite Fortnite skin. Okay, so I was looking into it earlier, but I can't find the name. So do you know Itzy when he was playing? Uh, no, who? Um, he's like um, this guy here. Itzy. So I can't. Yeah, I can't remember the name of his his skin, but it's my favorite skin. Okay. Oh, I can't really find it. <laughs> it's all good. We got nothing. Um. Look up the Heatsy skin. If you guys can find it, go ahead and comment down below on the video and let us know. Um, and lastly, Zanka, where can people find you? You've already let us know about like what's 
next to come, but where can somebody find you if they want to go hit up Zanko to give you a job to work at their esports org? So my IGN is Zanko Real on every single social, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Twitch, even Instagram. I'm not really active on Instagram, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be active soon. All right, awesome. That's Zanko, R-E-A-L, Zanko Real. If you're trying to find him on Twitter, probably the best way to get in touch with him. Uh, awesome dude. Really appreciate you joining me here today, Zanko, and uh, great conversation. I'm happy that we got to chat and you sh- shared your story with us. So, Thanks for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. Of course, man, of course. We'll have to run this back soon sometime, but... Thank you guys at home, whether you're watching, listening, I appreciate you as well. If you have anything you want to say to me, make this thing better, have any questions about what goes on, maybe you want to be our next guest, uh, send me a DM at somebody's gun on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Peace. Bye-bye.